You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 175, Feng Shui Chi Forecast, June 2022. Welcome to episode 175 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to check us out. If you go to mindfuldesignschool.com, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page to sign up for our mailing list. We have lots of special offers and content for newsletter subscribers only. And in case you didn't know, Laura and I teach a feng shui certification program and we will be open for enrollment pretty soon in June. And if you love feng shui, you've been following us for a while or you've always wanted to learn more about this amazing practice, check out the certification program. We have a video there that has information where Laura and I talk about our stories and all about the program. It's a really small class. We only have 18 people in each class twice a year because Laura and I personally work with each person. And it's such a joy to work with all of our graduates and all of our students. So we hope that you will join us at some point. Yes. What you said. No, that's true. <laughs> yes. And the new class is opening soon. So you can enroll soon. And yeah, we're, we just, we're excited about this class that has just started and well, we're always excited. Okay. So we're doing our chi forecast for June, June 2022. For June. Happy for June. 2022. Happy June. And the way we do these, I know we've actually gotten a lot of really good feedback on these. So I'm glad people are enjoying them because they're fun to do. So what we do when we do these is we look at what's happening in nature and we use solar terms and we look at moon cycles and to sort of give us a feel of what we're going to be walking through energetically, the chi of June or the chi of whatever month we're talking about. And then we do a divination reading. And Angie today is going to be doing the I Ching. And we generally just ask, what do our listeners need to know for this month, for the month on, on hand? So the first thing we start with is talking a little bit about key dates. So we look at the solar term, the Chinese solar terms, there's 24 and the moon cycle. And so the solar terms for June, the two are June 6th is called grain in ear. And a lot of these names that they have for these are very almost poetic and they evoke imagery. And so grain in ear is about speaking of crops. It's really about ripening, growing crops that, you know, crops like wheat and barley are almost finished growing. They're coming into their own. It's a quite a busy time for agriculture, anyone that's involved in, you know, agriculture or farming. And it is a time when rain will increase, but it's that warm summer rain so that it can allow fruit to ripen on the trees, right? And to allow these crops to continue growing. And in many places and in cultures and where in parts of China, this would be when it is the time to plant summer crops and rice, that wetter, warmer time. And so it's that combination of the heat of the summer starting to rise, right? Because we're moving in to it's coming. 
and the summer rain because on June 21st, the next solar term is the summer solstice. And this is the longest day and the shortest night. So that yang energy, that sun energy is coming, right? It's come, it's peaking. And the sun is high in the sky. And we know if you're, you know, in the Northern hemisphere, that hot days are coming. And, you know, we're talking about the Northern hemisphere a lot because these solar terms were developed in China and often um, speaking of, you know, more in the Southern area of China when you're looking at some of these. And so it is a time when, things are coming into early abundance. It's not the full harvest. Obviously that's months, a couple months away. And each, what I think is interesting is what I like to do is have you at wherever you are in different climates to think about what represents this time for you. And this is the time of summer for again, Northern hemisphere. It's the opposite for those of you in the Southern hemisphere, where you live, what represents the arrival of summer? So for me, when I look, think about where I live and I live in a rural area, so it's lucky for me that I get to see this. It's for me, it's the first cut of hay. I have a horse. It's a big deal. We have to feed horses. Animals eat a lot. And so it's that first cut of hay and also strawberries. It's strawberry season, you know, berries coming into starting to ripen. And that connects to the full moon is the full moon on June the 14th is called the strawberry moon. So I was thinking about these things and I was like, oh yeah, strawberry moon. And the strawberry moon is a super moon. So it's extra big. And when when I think yeah, of June, I think of the cutting of Javier's fur. <laughs> the first cutting of Javier's fur. Yes, that's when you get the summer cut in June. <laughs> Javier is my one of my dogs, a long-haired chihuahua. And it's also when it starts to get quite warm in New York and it starts to get more humid and people are out more and there's more summer events and kids get out of school, right? So it's about yeah. being outside, laying in the sun, going to the beach, getting really allowing yourself to be out in the sunlight more often. Yeah. And June's a great month because at least where we are, it's warm, but it's not the height, height of summer, but that, that summer solstice that it's coming, obviously it's the shift. So yeah. So think about where you are, what comes to mind, what really represents summer to you. I mean, wild strawberries, you know, berries, birds eating all these berries. And I was actually thinking, you know, where I live again, strawberry socials, it's literally where you go and eat strawberries. And what's um, a strawberry it, social? Strawberry social is a time when you like you just strawberries are in season for a very short period. And strawberries don't travel well, strawberries don't last very long. And so there's an, you know, you come together and you have like strawberries with angel food cake or some type of, you know, scone and then whipped cream. And it's like a, it's like an outdoor event. A lot of it is connected in where I live. There's places that do them just for fun. It's like a little kind of tea and strawberry socials. A lot of it is run by the churches. They raise money, mm -hmm. the small community churches, but it's really cute. And it's just, for me, it's so June. It's like, do it's you like get dressed up? Yeah, you can get, yeah, well, I'm going to wear my gingham. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I, I thought I was totally no, pleasing you. I imagine like a big like, straw hat. Yeah, I imagine like hats and like um, Mary Poppins outfits. Yeah, gingham. I'm going to wear my gingham. <laughs> I like to wear pink gingham. No, I'm just teasing. 
you could. Yes, I think you should have that retro feel because it is a very 1950s originating kind of thing. Yeah, I'm um, also thinking like Anne of Green Gables. Yes, well, Canada. Anne of Green Gables, which is Canada. Yes, so Strawberry Social is exactly that and Raspberry Cordial and you're good to go, right? You need to drink your Raspberry Cordial. Yes, I love- all fans out there. I love Anne of Green Gables. Have you my, been to Avonlea? You have got to go. No, it's but like, you. But that's something my sisters, my sisters and my mom, we- we all watched, we watched all of, Ooh, all, really we had everything on VHS, yeah. right? Anne of Avonlea, Anne of Green Gables, and we always said that we would go one day. Yeah, you can go. I've been several times because we used to summer in PEI a lot. It's lovely. And you can go to Avonlea and it's, yeah, it's like a little town. You can like, and it's like a living play. So you'll sit in the schoolhouse and Anne hits them over the uh, Gilbert. Uh-huh. Is it Gilbert? Yeah, over the head with yeah. the with the tablet and the whole thing, and you're sitting there. It was really fun. Anyway, you all totally of our millennial it. listeners are like, "What?" <laughs> I know exactly. What? We're giving away oh, our ages. Yeah, yeah, we are. Okay, so back to June. So the chi of June. Think about ripe berries, sun, warm summer rains. You know, bounty is starting. Grain, early crops, and you're moving into those long hot days. That sort of fire chi and that yang energy. Think about what that means for you. And, and, you know, there is an, of coming together, you know, there's an element of getting out and really starting to connect with people again. Right. Yeah. So that brings us to our I Ching reading. So the I Ching, if you're not familiar with it, is also known as a book of changes. It's one of the foundational texts from Asia, from Taoism. And it's also one of the foundational texts of feng shui that we use. And it can also be used for divination. You know, you may have seen like your hippie parents with a yellow I Ching by Willem Baines that that copy is so prolific. It's also the most esoteric, I think. But in any case, I asked a question on behalf of the Holistic Spaces podcast list- listener community. So I asked, what can we expect for the Chi of June for our Holistic Spaces community and for our inner circle community? And I received the first hexagram is number 45 called assembling or bringing together. And it's Dwe, which is the lake over Kun, which is earth. And then the changing line is the top Yao, which you don't need to know what that means, but it changes to number 12 stagnation, which is Chen heaven over Kun earth. And so I think this is really interesting in terms of what Laura has already like put together for us and brought forth and just the quality of how most of us in the Northern Hemisphere think about June, this idea of bringing together, of assembling. It's finally the time where we can be out more. Yang energy is about being outside, being active. And so the cool weather starts to subside and we're able to gather. So right now in June, the energy that we can appreciate is this energy of assembling, of uniting, of having a reunion, especially in light of the past couple years, having a reunion with people and reconnecting with our families, with like-minded people, and to really start to find our social structures again. And 
And this is really important for us as human beings because we are really social creatures. And a lot of what feng shui is about and Eastern modalities about is relationships, not like just relationships between people, but relationships between living beings, relationships between us and the earth and how we can be curious about them, examine them. And so the I Ching lets us know that one of the major ways to begin to understand and be in harmony with the energy of June and this feeling of bringing things together, of assembling, is to work with the center. And that's so interesting because Laura and I always really talk about in feng shui, looking at the center of your home, looking at the center of the bagua, which is the mandala that we use in Overliana space. That's called, we call it the Tai Chi. And the center is so important. So we'll talk about that in a second. But now is the time to really start to seek out getting together, bringing things together, like-minded people, and gathering, creating gatherings, assembling, and seeing where you have harmony, and also noticing where you may have disharmony and where there may be some disagreements. But always looking to what what is it that that common thread that brings us all together as humans? You know, it's really easy, especially in the last couple of years where we've been isolated, to start to create the sense of me, you and other, and right or wrong, and their opinion and my opinion. But if we really look at people and our world with more compassion and our homes with more compassion, we can see like that person still wants what I want. They want to be happy. They want to be healthy. They don't want people to say hurtful things to them. We want what they want. They're like us. And so taking time in June to consider like how we are more alike than different. And really focusing on these relationships and having some compassion when we look at others with opposing opinions and trying not to polarize so much, but to come together, bringing together again. And so this leads to the outcome hexagram, which is stagnation, which sounds kind of maybe not so good, but what it is, it's really about telling us this is not going to just happen in one month. Things aren't going to be in perfect harmony after one month, no matter how hard you try, because we have differing opinions. But the I Ching is inviting us to hang on, to, to really approach any kind of frustration or difficulties or obstacles or misunderstandings that come your way as you try to create more gatherings, as you try to come together, to know that this is a long game. And it'll take a lot of time. And the way to really strengthen and support us as humans and to support this energy where we really do yearn to be connected is to focus on strengthening yourself. And we'll talk about strengthening your center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the one thing I got when I read both of these is you know, you come together, the, the visualization of the lake over earth, right, right in, for, in the first one, the, it really does have that, you know, you're being held, you're coming together, this, this 
um, this water is able to collect and come together and be held by the support of earth, which is a great place to be. But there's a gentleness and, uh, and then the, the, the outcome gives us almost like a cautionary, you know, it's like a check. Don't try to strive and push and be big maybe about this. And this is also a very common theme in the I Ching is you never push, you never bulldoze, you never have hubris, you don't overstep. That's just not the way. I mean, it's a Taoist text. You, you find the middle way, you find the way to be able to make small changes, even in the face of stagnation or a block, because it's also called block this number 12, the, the outcome. And so this element is forcing you because you can have all the best intentions and all the creative energy and all the stuff you want to do, but you will hit a wall if you go too hard, too fast, too strong. So it's a check to go in, examine yourself, come together, examine what's also going on with you and looking at deeply within and seeing, okay, what are the blocks? What are those small changes that I can start to make? How can I start to move this forward? Because it isn't going to happen overnight, no matter how hard and no matter how much I want it to. It, it just won't. Yeah, you know, I just recently went to a meditation retreat and one of the teachers taught us Eva Wong's Qigong level one. And he really emphasized that with Qigong and, you, you know, feng shui is another kind of form of qigong we're working with qi we're working with energy and our tendency as westerners our western mind thinks that more is better let's push a little harder let's do that for 20 minutes let's do that every day less more is more right but in the taoist system and in feng shui as well less is more so it's not about pushing ahead but really how do you just create a little shift and allow the chi to change because chi doesn't need to be forced. Chi responds to very gentle shifts. And also, how can we receive and watch and not exhaust ourselves? So this month you could, because we're approaching this yang energy the summer too, it's maybe easy to get very exhausted. And instead, how can you receive and partake of the natural yang elements from nature and this season and benefit from that rather than exhausting yourself and overworking yourself. And you will receive greater benefit with less, which is a little bit counterintuitive from the Western perspective, right? Yeah. And I think this is the beauty of the I Ching is, you know, when you get a certain hexagram, it's not bad. It's, 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 um, it's a lesson. It's teaching you something. It's, it's, it's showing you how to walk through the world. It's not definitive. And I think any divination, by the way, is that you have free will. It's not saying this is set in stone. It's how you approach the situation. And it's telling you, you know what, if you want to weather this the best way, you know, try this, try to walk this way the world try to take this approach it's a perspective really yeah and it also reminds me of one of the lines from the Tao Te Ching where they ask us if we have the patience to let the muddy water settle mm -hmm. and when you have the patience to let the muddy water settle you can imagine shaking up a bottle of water with sand or mud in it and then just being patient and allowing it to settle naturally, which takes no effort, 
that things will become clear. There will be clarity. And there's no other way to do it, really. You can't like separate the mud from the water. You have to just be patient. And there's a true gift in that. And also, it's maybe interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your work. Go get a jar and put some mud and some water in it and shake it and sit and watch it. And there you go. That's what we're, that's what we're telling you to do. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Um, no. So what, if we are going to give you something feng shui to do in your own home, what you can work on with feng shui to support you through this energy, Angie, what do you think working on the center of the home? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, in my I Ching book, I underlined that the way to really get to the heart of this energy and to understand it and to work with it is to work with the center. And that has many meanings, like the center of your home, what's the most central thing in your life, the center of your body. But since we're talking about feng shui, how can we work with the center of your home? So well, let's find it, find the yeah. center, which is easy. That's the good thing. And when we tell people to work on the center of their home, you don't necessarily need to have the full bagua. Just, you know, it's quite easy to find the center of your home. Yeah, or, you know, if you have an awkward spaced laid out floor plan, you have some kind of sense. So it could be the energetic center or it could be the physical center. You can challenge yourself to answer that question. And then there's a few ways to work with the center of your home. I would think that one thing that we love to offer, especially since we're talking about this yang energy, is to simply put a feng shui crystal ball in the center of your home. You take a faceted feng shui crystal ball, not a naturally natural crystal, but a feng shui crystal ball that's like a at least 40 millimeters in diameter and hang that from a red string in the center of your home. Yeah, that's a good one. What about playing with the the energy of June, going out and seeing what is in season for flowers? It could be wildflowers going to if you if you have the luxury of being able to go to a flower market or to a farm stand seeing what's there and embracing the energy of the chi of june and putting that in the center of your home yes i think also another way that we can work with the center of our home since we were talking about like we received the first hexagram we received was assembling and the second one was things uh, stagnation just working with what was I going to say? The center of your home. Oh, right. Removing any obstacles, seeing Mm -hmm. what's happening in the center of your home. Is there like a cluttered closet in the center of your home? Like one of our graduates actually has this long, awkward shaped closet in the center of our home. So just notice what's in that center. Are there blocks? Are there things blocking you. And then you can also extend that out to your whole home and seeing where you're naturally putting some blocks or obstacles and see if you can move them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's small. It doesn't have to be big. It can be small changes. Remember that is part of that second, the outcome is again, don't go big on this. You can go small and make small changes and look really take a look and see what are the small blocks that are there that you've been avoiding or you haven't been seeing too. And then you can also have a strawberry social. And then host a strawberry social. Actually, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a fantastic idea at any point. Yeah. Well, strawberry social in the center of your backyard. There you go. Yes. Yes. And wear gingham. (laughs) And a straw hat. And a straw hat. Yes. 
Well, I want to, we should post up a picture of you and your gingham and your straw hat. Oh yeah. So then I'm going to have to do it. I don't, I have a straw hat. I do not. I actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't actually have gingham or we'll just post a picture of, Anne, of, of Anne. Anne of Green Gables. Okay. <laughs> Anne of Green Gables. Anne Shirley. Anne Shirley. Well, so we look forward to June and we hope that you can work with this energy of June. And if you're in our inner circle, let us know if any questions come up that you want to t- chat about in regards to this energy of June on our one of our monthly calls, on our Q&A call for the inner circle. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every month for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others. You can subscribe, leave a review. All of those things really support us, actually. And also, you can support the podcast by checking out our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. You can check out our certification practitioners course. We have some other mini courses here and there. And we also have a newsletter sign up. So if you go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the very bottom of the page, you can see a place where you can put your email address. And we have special newsletters and offers for only for newsletter subscribers. And if you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our online store and also our website has all of our old podcasts we are almost we're hitting what are we at 175 so we're we're are we gonna hit 200 this yeah we're gonna hit 200 Mm -hmm. this this year so thanks so much for listening and especially to our longtime listeners and we will see you next week